When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello, welcome to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams with Dockers. Great, the four-time Ross Glenn Denning Allen medalist. Paul Hazelby's in the building. I'm pumped up because I go to the States tomorrow. It's an exciting time. It's Christmas just around the corner, and 2023 is not far away. G'day, Hayes. How are you? Going well, Jimmy. Well done to you, mate. A fantastic year, and I hope you have the absolute best time when you go to the States. And I know you love your basketball. You're going to follow your superstars. I want a big story from you. I want a photo or maybe just some one-on-one time with one of the legends of a sport. Let's aim high. Can you get LeBron James? I'll try my very, very best. I'm not sure how close you can get to someone like that, Hayes, but... uh, that would be absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm not getting my hopes up. Before you return, we start back at work, I think mid-January. Where will the Perth Wildcats be in terms of their season? Do you think they'll make a run or do you think they're just an average team? I think they'll be just about even. Um, I don't think they're an average team. I think they're mm. way better than an average team in this league. But I think they'll be their, their record will probably be even because that's the type of performances they've been dishing up. They, yeah. they, they're not great. They're not poor. They're somewhere in the middle, and we're about to find out. We'll know by the time I get back, won't we? They absolutely will. What about the cricket, though? South Africa, three test series against the Aussies. Mm. What's your scoreline prediction? Well, they've been flying. The Aussie team, uh, seeing them quite well at that top order. Would all three tests have been finished by the time I get back? They would have, Absolutely, yeah. yep. Uh, we'll win. We'll win two and draw one. I think the bowling attack's going to be better from South Africa than what we've seen from the West Indies. Oh, gee, I hope so. It's not hard, is it? I hope so. It's been pretty grim. Hey, what about this gather round? Disrespectful. Do you like the name gather round? We had that announced throughout the week. Uh, No, I don't like it. Showcase round. That's what I would have liked. Showcase showdown. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you've got the showdown. Showcase the state of South Australia, which is all about it, and showcase the great game of AFL football. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? And how did you see the fixture? So Fremantle, Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock Perth time. Not ideal... For our fans out here, but everyone is going there and everyone's playing. I'm 100% fine with it because there was always going to be teams and games that were going to miss out. You can't fit nine good games at Adelaide Oval. So we've had Fremantle and Gold Coast. Look, the timing of that one's not ideal back here in the West. 3-10 will be the start at Norwood Oval. But then you had Brisbane and North Melbourne getting played in the Adelaide Hills. And, of course, the other one at Norwood is GWS and Hawthorne. So if you look at the blockbusters, those three probably have the less relevance in terms of how big the club is, the crowd support in South Australia. So it makes sense to me. But look, I'm open to it. Originally, I didn't think we needed it. But if it does make money and enable the AFL clubs to spend more on staff, then you can't argue about that. Me and my mates had planned to go. Uh, We've got me as a St Kilda supporter. We've got a Carlton supporter, a Fremantle supporter, an Essendon supporter, and a GWS supporter. You said had planned. None, None of those games, none of those teams play each other. So out of five different clubs that we all support. So you won't go now? It's it's less likely now that none of the games are supported by both of our, you know, two of us in the group. In saying that, uh, I think only one game crosses over. So Carlton are early, Fremantle's the day after. 
Uh, there's a clash between St Kilda and GWS. We're a chance to go. We'll uh, we'll chat about it, that's for sure. There's a couple you're going to have to quickly get from Adelaide Oval to Norwood or vice versa, from mm. Norwood to Adelaide Oval. How far is that? Do you know? Uh, everything in, in South Australia and Adelaide is, is pretty close. It's not nowhere near as big as what we have here in Perth. Yeah, looking forward to it. We'll definitely have to have a chat about it, Hayes. But, uh, hey, big show. Last one from me for the year. I think you might have one or two to go, and Peter Vlahos or someone will fill in for me. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. But Trevor Gleeson coming up. Uh, he spoke with you and Marto earlier this week. Fascinating chat about life in the NBA. And, of course, Simon Garlic, the Freo Dockers CEO, chatted about the fixture and 2023. Don't go anywhere right here on Off the Bench. Trevor Gleeson and Simon Garlic coming up. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams, with Docker's great Paul Hazelby. It's great to have your company. Earlier this week, Simon Garlick caught up with Paul Hazelby and Damian Martin to talk about the Gather Round fixture and all things Dockers as we look towards 2023. Welcome, Simon. G'day, Hayes. Not many people remember that, mate, so I'm glad you did. And, and very good is a bit generous, mate, but I'll take it while I can. Thanks for having me on, mate. We used to play each other against each other a little bit, so I do remember that well. But, mate, it's been a good year for the Fremantle Dockers. The fixture release is starting to filter out in the media. You would be across your whole fixture. Are you happy with what you're seeing? Look, yeah, we're starting. Hopefully, we get finalisation over and over this weekend, Hayes. Um, it's starting to come together. Obviously, our priorities particularly around the, you know, you're balancing that element of football performance. So you're wanting to make sure, you know, we get a decent football draw. It's going to be a bit more challenging on that front for us, given our top six finish last year. Um, so you're balancing that football element with what's in our best interest of our members and fans. So we really want to drive our preferred time slots that are home games in particular. Um, are they Saturday late afternoons? It gives our our regional uh, supporters a chance to really, you know, get down in town for us in Perth and be able to see it. It's not too late um, at night from that point of thing. It allows our supporters who, you know, play sport on weekends, community sport and that type of thing to get to. So that's our priority for home games. Unfortunately, mate, you can't get everything you want. So there's trades-offs here and there, but we think it'll be balanced. Um, as I said, it'll be a bit tougher from a footy point of view, but um, that's what you want when you're continuing to progress. Can Dockers fans expect maybe some Thursday night, Friday night, big time slots this season? They're certainly hopeful of um, a number of Friday nights, mate. It, 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 it's, a, it's kind of a bittersweet one for us, Hayes. As you know, Friday nights are a bit more challenging for us over here mm. for a crowd perspective because it's early. It's early in Perth time to get for the East Coast TV. Um, we love it from a national exposure perspective for our partners and the like and making sure as many people can watch our young group as, as possible. Um, so that's why we really love those Saturday night free to airs if we can get them. But yes, mate, I think you are. I think we'll get one in the first six weeks. We'll have a Friday night um, where we'll get that free to air slot um, standalone game, which is really important, and hopefully a few others during the year. It won't be as big though as a Friday night afternoon slot at Norwood. Three ten, uh, <laughs> kicking off. Of course, gather round that weekend. What are your thoughts initially on that time slot? Yeah, it's obviously far from ideal for our supporters' perspective um, back here in Perth, watching it at 3.10 local time um, at a period of time where people are still going to be at work and there's a lot of family commitments and the like. So, as I said, Hayes, it's a challenging one because uh, you can't get everything you want. There's 17 other teams who want slots to be perfect for them as well too. We really do focus in on our home games as a priority and then obviously hoping to get as much um, good TV slots back into Perth for our away games. But... Um, it's a pretty complex thing that the, the the fixture that the AFL do. That's not ideal from our point of view, but you know we, we'll try and get as many wins as we possibly can. And I think 
you know, our fans and supporters are going to be pretty excited about um, what the fixture looks like in those first 15 weeks where we know the slots are locked in from a from an overall perspective, um, even though that one's not, not quite ideal. Fremantle CEO Simon Garlic there. Don't go anywhere. More from him right after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams, with Docker's great Paul Hazelby, who earlier this week caught up with Docker's CEO, Simon Garlic, to chat all things uh, around the gather round coming up and what's going to happen in 2023 for the Frio Dockers alongside Damian Martin. Just your expectation on Port Adelaide and Adelaide, because they've got the extra round in the gather round. I was thinking that they may play the Derby that week or the showdown, sorry. Do you expect them to get an extra home game out of this or will it just even out in the wash later on in the season? No, absolutely, mate. I think it is, Hayes. They'll get a home game based on the fact that mm. an additional... Well, the additional game is being played in Adelaide. So Adelaide and Port are going to get an additional home game for one of a better return. Um, and, you know, that's why I know the WA government are lobbying hard for it to be here. Um, unfortunately, it isn't this time around, but I'm sure it'll, it'll get here at some point in time. So it's certainly an advantage. It's interesting, Hayes, because I think in years gone by, there'd be a massive outcry and uproar and, and claims of unfairness. So I think we saw during COVID that teams are, uh, are a bit more open and understanding and, and flexible this day and age. Brisbane had an incredible advantage that year in COVID because all of the... Brisbane and Gold Coast, that is, because the hubs were basically based in Queensland during yeah. that year that was, was most significantly COVID-impacted. So, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a slight advantage, I suppose, for, for those two locally-based teams in South Australia, which is, is good for them. A um, little bit closer than it could have been for us if it was on the East Coast, so we'll, we'll take that from that point of view. Um, but we understand that sometimes the, you know, the bigger picture is what the whole code is looking at, and there seems to be a a bit of a movement behind this round and, and the excitement and, and exposure that it can, can, can give the whole code. One more on the fixtures, the Derby, April 2nd, round three. You guys will host it. Do you look at the fixturing and go, I really hope we get to get it early in the season or it doesn't really matter? Yeah, it's interesting, Mato. Uh, mine, I've obviously, you know, for heading into my fourth year in the role and I haven't had the first Derby yet in my time here. Um, it's not a huge consideration for us. In previous years, we've liked having the, the second derby. It's, it's worked well for us from a, a crowd build perspective. Um, I'm really excited. I think it's great for us. You know, round three, as you said, early in the year, um, we're hopeful of, you know, as, as every team is, is getting off to a really strong start and to be able to play our cross, cross-town ovals at round three as our home game is really exciting. You know, they're going to be keen to atone from what was a really challenging year for themselves and you know, there's a bit more expectation around us now. So, you know, we're going to learn to live with that and really start to build and, and hopefully get off to a good start. So I think for WA footy, it's great to have it early in the year and we're more than pleased that it's our home fixture. Do you know if round four is your home fixture as well, which would mean round two, three and four, the fans get to stay here in the West and more importantly, the team gets to stay here in the West? Yeah, not as yet, uh, Hayes. It's, it's been confirmed over the next 24 hours or so. Um, you know, you, you get a bunch of different draft fixtures and a feeling for what it looks like, but it can often change. So I don't want to predict it. I, my, my feeling is it's more likely that we'll head on the road for round four. Um, but clearly, you know, we'll end up getting our 11 home games plus the away derby. So we'll have our 12 games here in Perth. It's just a matter of when. Um, we certainly like having one um, around the bye. Last year, we were lucky in the sense that we were able to get a home game on either side of the bye. So we had three weeks in Perth, which was fantastic. And, you know, Marto and New Hayes know well full well how important it is to, to get a bit of a sustained run at home when you can instead of getting on a plane every second week. So um, it, it'll come round to us, um, and I'm sure it, it will if it's not in round four. 
We've spoken a lot about the players back out there on the field, some of the returning guys after holidays. What about you, Dockers CEO? What do you get to get up to over the next three or four weeks after what's been a huge 12 months? Yeah, it's interesting, Marto. A lot of people say, oh, you just must be chilling and out and having a quiet time. <laughs> we, this time of year is a really busy time from an administrative perspective. You know, we had our final year, financial year runs from November 1 to October 31, so we're, we're in the process of closing that out with our auditors. Um, you've seen the, the trade and then the draft period is really busy. Our membership renewals um, campaign is in full swing, so there's, there's plenty happening in and around the place. Uh, interestingly enough, we... Um, with AFLW now changing its slot to what I feel is the right one um, that gets the balance right to play it in still traditional footy times but have its own space, means that January is, is a bit of a quieter time. Uh, our players obviously will come back in those first couple of weeks and the footy department will get going. But the industry, I think, will be able to take a bit of a breath, which is certainly important. A lot of our people have, have kind of had you know two or three years of, of pretty full-on work. And you know with the W program, um, having two seasons in one year have been going... At a, at, a, at a really significant rate for a long period of time. So looking forward to, to being able to have a, take a bit of a breath after what's been a big period of time and reload for, for what we are looking forward to being a really big 2023. Dockers CEO Simon Garlic there. Don't go anywhere. Coming right up after this very special treat, we'll cross over to the USA. Former Wildcats coach Trevor Gleeson, who's now with the Toronto Raptors. He's going to check in from the USA. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hope you're having a cracking weekend. Me, Jimmy Williams, with Dockers great Paul Hazelby, who earlier this week caught up with Trevor Gleeson. He's gone from the Wildcats over to Toronto to be an assistant with the Raptors, and he is absolutely loving life in the NBA. He caught up with Hazen Mato earlier this week. G'day, boys. How are we? We're going well, mate. And since you left, the Wildcats have never gone as well. So we do miss you over here in the West. But how is life in the NBA? Yeah, look, we're, we're still early in the season. I guess it's 20-odd games. It's early compared to the 82-game <laughs> season. But, uh, yeah, we've been up and down a little bit. We've had a few injuries, and um, hopefully we can get on a, a little bit of a winning winning streak at the moment. 13 and 12 so far. You're right. We played 28 games in the NBA. It's <laughs> early days for you in the NBA with 25 games played. I had a video sent to me yesterday. You guys were playing... The Lakers, one of my friends was at the game and he had footage of you out there on the court pre-game, rebounding and playing a bit of defense against some of your players. Do you still have a look into the stands? You see LeBron James sitting on the away bench, your players who are in, you know, superstars in their own right. Do you ever still get overwhelmed or is this just another day in the life of Trevor Gleason? Yeah, look, when, when you're playing, when you're coaching against those guys, it's just like you look at it and say, that's just unbelievable, just in awe. And then you turn around and then you look at Nick Nurse, the coach, and said, oh, shit, I've got to come up with a strategy to stop them. <laughs> um, but they are so talented and so quick. And, you know, just the height, the height of the the players in the NBA is is ridiculous. And, um, you know, to see the, the megastars come out there and play, it's uh, you're still a fan in heart, at heart. Trev, you mentioned the amount of games. We know that's a key difference between the NBA and the NBL. Also, the size and athleticism of those guys. But what about off the court in terms of sports science and the amount of data, I guess, that you get access to? What are some of the key differences between the two comps? Yeah, it's just the staff. It's, you know, you get data for everything. You can, like, I'll do a scout of a team coming up. I'll have Sacramento coming up and I'll, I'll text. Uh, one of the analytics guys and say, hey, which way does he rather going? And, and then I'll get a report that he goes left 90% of the time and scores. <laughs> it's, 
it's just really overwhelming all the details that uh, that comes in, and now you just got to filter it through to what you share with the players because you don't want the players overloaded of, of thinking too much. They've got to, you know, happen naturally on the court. So, uh, yeah, it's a good balance that you have to have as a coach. Goes left 90% to score. Were you just trying to make a subtle hint as that was my scouting report, actually? But if he was capable of scoring, well, was probably let him the shoot. end of Let him shoot. Let him shoot. Yeah. Damo was 99 going left. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fumble if I went right. It was by accident. Can't even walk my dog with my right hand. Hey, Christmas is just around the corner. We spent a lot of time away from Dawn and the kids. When do you get to see them next? It must be, t- it must be tough at times. Yeah, it really is, and especially at the end of the school coming up, and and uh, Taj, my son's got the state championships this weekend, and um, you know Chris is coming up, but yeah, we're just waiting for the school year to finish, and and then to come out next year, and then really looked at our schedule in January, we're on the road all the time, and and that's what I said, you don't want to come over here to the snow when you can stay and enjoy summer, um, summer back home with nice warm weather and down the beach, so. Yeah, so hopefully early in the new year and um, yeah, really miss them. That's the toughest part about being over here. You've been there for over a season, one and a half years down. Do you have a favourite venue to play at where it's just got that aura? Everyone knows about Madison Square Garden, Staples Centre, which is now called Crypto Arena. Is there one place in particular outside of Toronto where you just love being an away team? Yeah, it's it's just great to visit those, you know, those stadiums. But I'll tell you, the first time that I was in Chicago... And I heard the introductions. And it's the same when Jordan was playing. You know, watching all those years ago, you see the introductions and see the big bull on the, on the screen running through the streets and the music. That was the time that I felt that I was in the NBA, that I was sitting there or standing there waiting for the introduction, sitting at the Chicago United Centre, listening to the uh, introduction to the Chicago Bulls. It was... Uh, it really is it's a real moment. Former Wildcats championship winning coach Trevor Gleason, what a great coach he was and is for the Toronto Raptors over in the NBA as an assistant. Hayes, that's all we've got time for. Uh, that's it from me for 2022. Uh, have a safe, merry and happy Christmas and all the best for the new year to everyone out there. See you again in 2023.